0: Welcome to another edition of The List, a Write Fiction Podcast. We've got a great show for you all today about our favorite concept albums. Before we get started, if you love the pod, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on your listening app. It helps us reach new listeners like you. Also, be sure to check out our companion Spotify playlist with all our picks that we mentioned in the pod. The link is in the show details. Now, on to the show. What is a concept album? Is it one single narrative throughout an album? Is it the use of a defined set of instruments on an album, say no hi-hat or no guitars? Do all the songs have to be written solely for the album? Well, really, who who knows? If you really think about it, it really could be all of them or none of them. Concept albums have come in so many forms that it's almost impossible to narrow down what exactly is a concept album. I mean, if you have records like Frank Sinatra's In the Wee Small Hours that contain songs assembled around a certain sensibility, you have The Who's Tommy, which is a rock opera where all the songs progress a single narrative around the story of Tommy Walker, or you have John Coltrane's A Love Supreme, which is a through-composed suite of four parts reflecting his deep spirituality. All different in almost every way, but the same in that at least some people consider them all to be concept albums. On today's show, we are going to take a look at how people view and think of these peculiar records as we discuss our favorite concept albums. So hang out with us for a bit and see if our list matches yours. And with that, on to the show. Of course, we have our uh, scene panel here today, as always uh, Brendan McGeehan. Hey.
1: Hey.
0: Got Adam Zelensky. Hey. Hey. Freddie Berman. Hello. And myself, Aaron Brown, the John Stockton of podcasts. And we're going to kick it off today with Brendan. So Brendan, what is your number three favorite concept album? Well, good day
2: to you, fine gentlemen. I am kicking off today's show with the wonderful psychedelic journey. That is the 2002 record by The Flaming Lips, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. I love this record. I think it's hands down their largest commercial success. It's the one everyone knows the song. Do you realize if you know any flaming lips song at all, that's probably the one that, you know, and it's a really cool record. I mean, even it's debated whether or not this is a concept record, even by the band In my, in my opinion, I think the flaming lips can't not make a concept record. I think that's kind of their thing. So I love the, the the story that this takes you along and it's, it's just weird and wonderful. The sounds are great. The production is great. The songs are super interesting and and real and and not real at the same time. And I just love it. So there's my number three.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Adam, what is your number three favorite concept album? Coming in at number three,
3: um, I, I actually just gotten into this one. I mean, a, a lot recently. I found it, you know, find it for five bucks at at, uh, at the vinyl shop. Uh, Arthur by the Kinks. And uh Arthur kinda ties around like uh, some themes of like post war Britain where like, you know, uh, people just have all this nostalgia for you know before the war and and uh you know, maybe there's this idea of like emigrating to Australia and then like Shangri las like, you know, fake being fake comfortable in your you know, you know. It's one of those things where maybe like Britain kinda you know, the commentary that they like lulled themselves into thinking everything was fine now and it really wasn't uh a... and then the songs are really catchy, uh I think you know. I don't think the Kinks get enough love. So, but I, so I threw them in here. Number three, Arthur.
0: Very cool. I think you're right about that. I think the Kinks don't get enough love. I don't know anything about the Kinks, but I really enjoyed this album. Uh, oh. Freddie, what is your number three? Yes, yes. album.
1: <clears throat> it is Odyssey and Oracle by the Zombies, which I guess is their Sgt. Pepper's. Uh, And believe it or not, it's their second album. They really didn't have that prolific of a career. And it was recorded in 1967, pretty much. It was recorded when Sgt. Peppers was released in the same studio using a lot of the same gear, using the same four-track studio machine that the Beatles used using John Lennon's Mellotron, which was left at the studio. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if initially they set out to make a concept album, but this is their quote-unquote concept album, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, Odyssey and Oracle. And something to note, Odyssey is spelled incorrectly. (laughs) And, but they, they were artists messed up who was doing the cover design, but then they just said, Well, we meant to do that. So if you sure. look at the oh, cover, sure. it's uh, maybe that's part of the concept. Coming <laughs> in at number three, Odyssey an Article by the Zombies Maves. classic.
0: Yeah, it definitely is a classic. Um, so this is me, Aaron. Um, and my number three pick, um, is. Uh, an album called "Not in Our Name," uh, released in 2005 by Charlie Hayden. It's just listed as Charlie Hayden, but it's um, Charlie Hayden and the Liberation Orchestra. And um, so um, I picked this album one because I thought picking, I found that picking concept albums was a hard, lot harder than I thought. And I found this on a list of um, of concept albums. I never thought of it to be a concept album, but it is, I guess, according to them. And but really, what it does is kind of um, pull together you know uh, a lot of uh, you know thoughts about the american consciousness thinking about america as we in that time people period we were going into war and you know or we were at war and so a lot of the titles kind of reflect that not in our name this is not america blue anthem america the beautiful which has snippets of america the beautiful lift every voice and sing skies of america amazing grace and So it's really kind of America-focused, and um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful record with some killer players on it. And um, yeah, so that's my number three concept album. Um, Kick it back to you, Brandon, for your number two favorite concept album.
2: Yes, my number two is also my favorite record by this particular artist. And I'm talking about 1965 John Coltrane, A Love Supreme. And to me, this is as conceptual as concept albums can get. The four movement work that is basically a testament to Coltrane's spirituality and how deeply he went there. And the, there is so much to uncover with this album. And the casual listener could just hear this and be like, all right, that's a cool jazz record, which it is. But there are layers upon layers of it. It's definitely Coltrane's most thought out record. In my view, it's a masterpiece. And you have themes that are woven throughout the whole thing and then there's the poem which to me just like is the cherry on top of the concept cake or Sunday, if you will and it's where he recites a poem that he wrote through his saxophone syllable by syllable and you can hear that in the last movement of it and it's gorgeous i just think this record is just um it's an amazing work and it's about as good as it gets for me so that's my number two
0: well i didn't know that about the uh poem part me neither Incredible. Um, Adam, what is your number two favorite concept album, sir?
3: Number two, I i go back to my my country sensibilities and my boy Willie Nelson. You're uh, Willie phases, Nelson well. I happen to uh know a few of his songs and I chose a <laughs> phases and stages as number two because um it's right in his mid seventies breadbasket. I mean he was at his peak in a hundred different ways. He had, you know, just he had been in Austin for a while and kind of got his himself uh you know laid out but this one is a very um cut and dry concept album about a divorce Uh, side one is the female perspective and side two is the male perspective like the phases and stages theme is in and out in and out there's not like a lot of hits on here besides uh bloody mary morning to start the second side but uh at that point i i don't he was on fire it didn't matter if it's a hit or not that you know this one i mean it kind of a lot of people would pick redheaded stranger but i kind of maybe you know get a little uh zeppelin four fatigue syndrome on that where I just I've like, listened to that so so
0: so much so I'm kind of crushing on this one right now. Phases and stages number two. Right on. What a, what a great album. Uh this really this album really hit home for me. I really enjoyed awesome. that one. Um, Freddie, what is your number two favorite concept yeah.
1: album? Uh just want to add that I almost picked Redheaded Stranger ah. as, as one of my uh yeah. Uh my number two concept album is Mothership Connection by Parliament, Um, and uh, maybe one of their most popular records, I don't know, Um, but it it was definitely, you know, the concept album of the P-Funk mythology was, I think, rooted in this album, you know what I mean, Um, and it was the first P-Funk album to feature Macy Parker and Fred Wesley, formerly of uh, the JBs James Brown backing band, and uh, got a lot of great songs on it, and uh, it's just a uh, you know, great concept. Mothership Connection, Peep Funk who wants to get Who Wants to get funked up," subtitled "Give Up the Funk." And then uh, there's a remastered bonus track of "Star Child." Um, great album. My number two pick.
3: Real quick on that. I mean, basically that album created West Coast hip hop. I mean, I just, I had to, th- I just had to throw that in there in the first half. I mean, the nineties West Coast hip hop is basically this. album.
2: Wow. And Adam is able, he's our resident Americana guy and a resident hip hop guy. And you were able to fit both of those perspectives in, in the fan of two picks.
3: <laughs> I, I, you know, sometimes it just lines up
0: for you. <laughs> <laughs> Knock them down. All right, um, here's me, Aaron. Uh, my number two favorite uh, concept album is one that um, was number one on the recent uh, Rolling Stones' uh, 500 Best Albums list. It's "What's Going On," 1971, uh, from Marvin Gaye, um, and it's a you know it's a concept album. Uh, you know, kind of I guess they talk about it as a song cycle um with the end um reprising the album's opening theme and um you know everyone knows this album because it was number one on that at least that list and, and many other lists it's just a, a beautiful album and it uh, you know it almost got to my number one but one other album that's questionably concept got to my number one so anyway that's my number two pick um and with that we're going to kick it off to you brendan bringing in your Number one favorite concept album of all time, hit us.
2: Okay, our final round. I'm taking us back to 2005, and I'm revealing my inner hipster. And I, my number one pick is Sufjan Stevens invites you to come on, feel the illinois and I love this record. That from the moment I heard it, it's I was in this big phase of like loving the concept of a separate production concept of merging like pop music with orchestral elements and this record does that to the umph degree and high concept i mean the the writer sufian goes way deep into the history of the state of illinois and every little thing that goes on from ufo sightings to abe lincoln to uh serial killers everything is covered in this record and done so with lush orchestration oboes and and whatnot And I love it. It has annoyingly long song titles, which we can certainly um, give them a little bit of a hard time about. But the record is really endearing and a wonderful grand listen. So that is my number one.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I got some uh, uh, comments in the discussion section Uh for that. I'm feeling Um, that coming. (laughs) (laughs) But but for now, we're going to go to Adam. Um, What is your number one favorite concept album, sir? I I got your back, Brendan. Uh, I like I like Illinois. I do like and, and what
3: one phrase you said stuck to me too. I'm I want to create an album called Oboes and whatnot. I don't know that just stuck <laughs> stuck into <laughs> it. Uh, my number one is a a kind of a sprawling uh, borderline masterpiece uh, by the Magnetic Fields, aka mostly Stephen Merritt, known as 69 Love Songs. And uh, this kind of put them on the map uh, or I mean, it's just you know, it's I don't really have to do. I don't have to really explain this. It's 69. It's, it's 69 love songs. and uh,
0: What's the concept, Adam? <laughs> uh, Adam, what's the concept?
3: Um, it, it's uh, the duality of man. The duality of man is, is the concept on here. Uh, 69 gosh. love songs. But um, there, you know, I, there's a lot of cool ones on here. Some are just kind of quickies. You know, I mean, you know, it's... Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, you know, I get it. See what but, you uh, there. the- <laughs> yeah, there's some <laughs> unintentional comedy for you there. I try to be intentional, but not that time any hue uh the, the one that stands out that everyone kind of knows and a million bajillion people have covered is the book of love and uh and there's a handful of other ones on here i really like but uh yeah and he's he's tried to do this concept a few times since 50 song memoir he did a few years ago was it was actually pretty cool it was, you know a song chronicling every year of his life and and this one still i like this one a little better and then he did one quickies which was Really just a bunch of quickie love songs, like thirty-three of them. I'm like, okay, you, you you cut it in half and made another one. Great, but uh, this is kind of is uh the, the peak right here. Sixty-nine
0: love songs, number one. Nice, um, Freddie, you going to you man? What's your number yeah, one your concept album?
1: Uh, yeah. So my number one is by the guy who basically made the first concept album, but it's not that album. Frank Sinatra, Watertown. Uh, a lot of people will agree that In the We Small Hours, released in 1955, was the first concept album. And uh, this album's a little darker than that, Watertown, which was kind of, the concept was brought to him by a couple of the guys in the Four Seasons, Bob Gaudio and uh, Frankie Valley. Uh, Sinatra's career was kind of at a low and they thought that maybe doing a concept record would help him. Uh, There's a couple of firsts. (laughs) Sinatra's only major album release, not to chart inside the top 100 of Billboard. Hmm. Also, yeah. Also his, which is maybe why I like it. Also, maybe his first definitely his first uh album where he recorded over pre-recorded orchestral tracks. He was used to doing going in the studio and doing everything live with the orchestra. Wow. They oh. worked the other way around on this one. And it's kind of a it's a little bit of a sad story. It's about a man from Watertown, New York. Whose wife and two boys leave him for the lure of the big city. Kind of a depressing story. Number one pick, Frank Sinatra, Watertown.
0: Wow. Um, so uh, I, I Freddie absolutely love this record. Never heard of it. And I Ditto, felt, ditto I felt like um bad about myself. <laughs> When I saw this, about yourself. no, I feel I felt bad about myself. I was like, "Aaron, I thought you were somebody, and you don't know this record. You are nobody." <laughs> um. So anyway, that's what I thought about that one. It's <laughs> incredible, incredible, it's pretty good. Um. So I'm picking up the rear here, and uh, this is Aaron and my favorite, um, concept album of all time. Is uh, Mary Lou Williams presents Black Christ of the Andes, uh, released in 1964, and um, just a quick, quick aside—it's um, uh, by Mary Lou Williams as well. But a quick aside is that I've been trying to get this album into one of our lists for like 20 weeks now, Whoa. and um, for some reason it never got there. And I always wanted to be there, and I've been trying to shove it in different spots, it never work. And um, I don't even know if it's a concept album, but um, I'm saying it is. Um, and uh, it's kind of, it's kind of in the vein of Ellington's Black, Brown, and Beige. Um, you know, uh, you know. It also, I consider it also in in is in the realm of uh, John Coltrane's A Love Supreme. And basically, uh, what she did here is she kind of mixed. Um, you know the 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 classical and she mixed mixed the, the spiritual and the um with the jazz and she just kind of all tossed it up into this like amazing stew um it's very it's very um has very strong christian undertones um but man it is it's just such a magnificent uh ride and i think um i think when she released it um, the, the record label, whatever, didn't even wanted to call it, they wanted to call it, um, music for disturbed souls and not, um, uh, black Christ of the Andes, um, just because it was just kind of coming from left field, especially in 1964. Hmm. And, um, and also there's some songs in there that are like, not part of the concept, if you will. And I, you know, I kind of feel like she just had to do those things just, you know, to make it, to get it out. But man, uh, amazing record. Um, not we're very well known and i hope everyone listens to it um, uh, after this very moment right now and so uh, with that we're going to take a short break and come back with a lot of discussion on a lot of different picks and um, yeah hold on we'll be back in a few And we are back. And um, so, in preparing for this episode, we we of course we put together our Spotify playlist, which you can um, check out all our picks um, that we talk about in the pod. Um, and listening to this that playlist in pre- preparation for the show, um, it was really hard to put this um, on 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 um, what is it called again? Uh, playlist. Yeah, no, the playlist. It was hard to kind of put it on random or whatever. Oh, yeah, Shuffle. Uh, shuffle. shuffle. Yeah, sorry. yeah. yeah. That is a brain fart there. <laughs> anyway, it was really hard to put it on Shuffle uh, just because each one of these songs, from The Kinks to What's Going On to, you know, uh, Mary Lou Williams, um, is just, like, vastly different. And um, in a lot of ways, it's it's not only vastly different from a musical standpoint, but just from a standpoint of, Um, These are kind of way deep kind of artistic, you know, explorations that, you know, maybe require a little even more attention um, beyond just like a genre. And so, um, Brendan, how does that, you know, how does that all these different kind of genres relate to they all being kind of the same thing as a concept album, in your opinion?
2: Well, I think what it does is it demands it's a it's a pretty big ask of the listener. I think each one of these deserves sitting down, shutting up, tuning everything out of your life, and just focusing on the record. And that's a really hard thing to do for lots of us, especially these days. Everyone is so busy. But I think concept records truly deserve that if they're well done. And I, and I would certainly argue that all of these on our lists, whether or not I liked all of them, were well done. And that's what you got to do i mean the the artist is giving you a story in in the form of a, of a whole record and it only makes sense to listen to a top to bottom and yeah I, I tried doing the shuffle thing as i often do with our uh playlist just to get a taste of everything and then i stopped because it didn't make sense it was just such it was non sequitur after non sequitur so i tried to um sit down and listen to the ones that i didn't know as well as much as possible as much as time would allow but that is that's really the intended goal and i think it does a disservice to the artist by not doing that because that's that was the point they like we got we got this overarching message and it needs to be understood in order
0: Hmm. i hear you and and so that to take a one, one kind of step back is like just the the term concept album um you know from our picks it seems like we all have different definitions like personal definitions of what that is and i kind of like to kind of get that from from you guys and see kind of what your what your personal definition of a concept album is um freddie what what is kind of your you know because your your picks were, were were pretty different from each other yeah um so how do you define a concept album like what well, like and then and then if you could kind of like say what isn't a concept album to you
1: well I think, actually, my number three pick, Odyssey and Oracle, was kind of a loose definition of a concept album. But because of the era and the title and the artwork, you know, and Abbey Road and Sgt. Pepper, people lump it under that umbrella. Uh, And as you said in the intro, Aaron, that you know, uh, a concept album can be many things to many people. So, you know, uh whereas, you know, that, that defines Odyssey and Oracle. And then, you know, you have the Frank Sinatra thing, which is literally a story about a man and his world and his family. And then you have Mothership Connection, which is like a, cartoon of Tears in outer space. You know what I mean? So like that that's a concept in a broader sense.
0: Yeah. Is opposed- it a concept album though or is it just a concept artist? <laughs>
1: uh I think in the case of Parliament it's a concept album because that album defines the concept that they enveloped largely in their costuming and their live presentation from that point on that's the album that defined that that concept of that band that was the the primordial like the initial you know the birth of that came from that album
0: very cool hey hey, adam i i want to uh get Mm -hmm. get a kind of a a a tie-in slash follow-up are you familiar with that um that album odyssey and oracle by the zombies adam yeah oh yeah definitely um do you oh, think wow. it's a concept album
3: um i know, i've never thought of it as one i can't say cool. I, I just haven't thought of it as one I, but i think kind of my whole thing is that concept is kind of in the eye of the beholder really i mean the idea of being in a band is almost a concept in itself the idea of making an album like you going in and I like how you made the Peter Gabriel reference in, in your in your intro there where like to make Peter Gabriel melt number three, there's like there's no snare drum on that. Oh no, not yep. no snare drum, no that's what cymbals. I did. Oh no symbols, yeah. Actually I was that.
0: thinking of your album, Adam. Why well, I did no snare drum.
3: I did it because yeah. of Peter Gabriel did no symbols. I'm like, I'm gonna do my five song thing with no snare drum. Also I didn't have a, a drummer and me and Vince just did piecemeal. Not this time around mm. coming up though. But uh, yeah, I stole that concept from peter gabriel
0: so does does that mean um anything is a concept album because that, that's what i was kind of and when i was like going through these songs i was like you know what i think i've made a concept album like in previously i was like i had you know like eight songs and then i put them all together and my concept was putting eight songs together on an album and then releasing it concept album
1: <laughs> yeah. i think what a think concept what,
0: <laughs> I think what we're
3: seeing here, because I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of, I buy that, I kind of buy that, Aaron. Where I, you know, I, I a, any kind of a thing that's not just a, that is, you know, an artist is putting together is almost a concept. But uh, I think what we we're learning here, especially Freddie, you did a good job of it. Is there's a lot of sub, a lot of sub concepts to get. You know, it's not that is it a concept album. It's what type of concept album I think is where you have to go.
2: Right, mm. and and so I think the. When people think of the term concept album to me, I think there has to be a certain amount of almost theatrics involved to the concept or or that there is like one kind of overarching theme that can that every song can go back to and relate to. But I have to I have to kind of agree with Aaron like any good album I think is a concept album in a lot of ways because like we've all made records, we all know that there is like a really a really um a lot of thought that goes into what songs belong together and then what sequence they should go in. I mean, everyone knows when it's not yeah. right and then you know when it is right. If you put those group of songs in the right order and they have a certain flow to them, to me, that's really kind of edging up close to a concept because it's got a flow to it and the songs make sense together. So it is uh yeah, it definitely is is it is a term that is relative, I think.
3: But yeah, but like saying with like Watertown or like 69 love songs, phases and stages, like there, there's, there's direct concepts too. And I, we don't want to like, I don't really want to put a huge wash on the whole idea, but there are like direct, you know, but I think that's where, you know, that's what we do here. We take, you know, we take the term and we, we, we take it, you know, take it to task. And I think this is what we're seeing with, the uh, with the whole concept thing.
0: Well, this is this is John Stockton here, and um, I'd like to disagree with um, Aaron on this, um, and uh, and say that yes, anything could be a concept album. However, when I think about it in terms of um, maybe there's more thought of art or the expression in terms of when you think about concept albums or the term concept album, because just having just thinking about it in terms of Concept is like a form of kind of putting some sort of artistic thing into it, um, which is maybe it could be the same as, as as business, but it might be different. Where I think about um, you know artists that um, like Britney Spears or somebody like that wasn't it's no concept. It's no concept album. Oh, well, there's two hundred fifty like,
3: writers on every track. It's like yeah, the concept is we're just getting concept, we're going to make team. some money.
1: <laughs> yes, that's the <laughs> commerce.
0: Yeah, maybe that's a commerce album, as opposed to content. There you go. Yeah, there you go. But um, yeah, I think in terms of of all these kind of picks and like just the terms, like there's a little more, uh, you know, the 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 scale is going bending a little bit, bit more towards the expression side, as opposed to the commerce side. And like I said, it doesn't mean they're they're you know they're two different things, but they can't be at the same time. But it's more of uh, you know, towards the 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 art thing of it, oh uh Adam, what do you got man
3: well, I think uh the other thought that comes to me about you know on this existential concept idea is uh I think you can talk yourself into an album being a concept album like to you from like a like like nostalgia or something something or like that i was talking i i did I t- texted Brendan a few days ago because I like that flaming lips uh, album to that like that year has resonates so much with me I had a lot of you know made a lot of personal and like professional changes at that time and so like that album and like you know yankee hotel foxtrot bex sea change those all like it was always taking me to a place so like that that's almost a concept in itself
2: totally and, and uh, sorry, go ahead Brennan. well so i think that's a great point too because it speaks to just how how personal we make music that we listen to because songs that don't have such a defined concept or overarching theme songs where lyrics are a little more abstract we just make them personal by default and so you can do that if you find a thread through a whole album that is personal to you it it becomes a concept album in your own world no matter of regardless of anybody else's world
0: mm-hmm. yeah and, and so um i kind of like what to take the the other side of it so we were kind of talking more along the sides of like concept is it is it not a concept is it not so let's go to the other extreme where it's a concept album, right? Overt. Um, well, is that is that cool? Is that good? Um, and so I I, I kind of want to refer to one of the albums that we had on our list here, um, that which is the 69 love songs from the magnetic magnetic field. So their concept was 69 love songs, right? Is that yeah. my is a fair assessment, Adam? It's uh, um, yeah. There's no there's no <laughs> no hidden agenda. Uh, well like that concept then you were kind of mentioning that he did a couple other albums that have 51 songs or 31 songs or whatever mm-hmm. now great concept but uh couldn't you have done this in like 14 songs like yeah because it's like I, I was listening to it and i actually enjoyed i enjoyed his voice i enjoyed like a lot of the songs but i was like there is no way in heck i'm gonna listen to 69 of these songs and, like, even if I like a couple of them, like, I can't, like, go back and enjoy it because I still had, like, 58 songs left. Um, So from a standpoint of going too far, and then even, like, the other albums, like, I will never listen to this dude. uh, Or I don't know if it's a group or women or whatever, but I will never listen to them because I just don't, there's no way for me, to, there's no entry point for me to just kind of, like, do it. So, like from from that standpoint, are going too far, or even Freddie, your pick, uh, mothership connection, that's some goofy stuff, and I'm never going to get into it. Like, it's like way goofy. Like, if you're what, we're wearing like, uh, that's then they the wear concept. Stuff, <laughs> some stuff. Then they wear like all crazy, like uh, with diapers on stage diapers, or something. Yeah, yeah. I, no, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> doing the wrong (laughs)
1: drugs (laughs) you know what i mean like no thank you
0: i'm good uh the songs are like you know rambling rambles and um you know when they did maggot brain that was kind of rambly but it was like awesome and it was like it wasn't as ramble. it was just like concise so like kind of i was trying to throw this out to you guys is, is is there too much concept can we go too far? Hey, Brandon, what do you got, man?
2: Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. It goes back to the idea of concept over execution. Like you got to think as you said with the magnetic fields, they got they had to get to 69. So like, ah, oh, we got to we got to keep writing until we get there. And does that does that driving force make it mean that you're going to be making the best music? I don't know. Like sometimes if you have a concept that that you've com- that you've committed to, does that now mean that everything has to fit it no matter what? And that then you're making some compromises that you wouldn't normally make when you're making a record. I'm, I wonder. Um, but at the same time, like sometimes it's helpful to have parameters on a project. So I guess it all comes down to the individual writing process and what works for you. But I do tend to think that there, there have to be compromises that are made because you you're in a concept now and it doesn't always mean great songs. It means you're writing specifically for the idea
0: a compromise with who though yourself
2: yeah with yourself a compromise
0: with yourself or compromise with the audience or compromise with the record label or i all think all the above
2: yeah well i think it starts by compromising the writing process because you're writing something you're writing something that is that has to directly relate to the concept not writing something that because you think it's good so and then i think that that then ripples out towards all the other things you named pretty what do you got man
1: i i will say um to that end um one of the most famous concept albums which nobody picked uh is the who's tommy i don't love every song on that record never had it, it. it was cuz it's it bad was, i mean no the record itself <laughs> is not bad but there are some songs <laughs> that like go to what brendan was just saying that you know this part of the story uh, some well it was a rock opera too so, not every song, to me, was great. It's a hard listen for me, that album.
2: Same.
3: Adam, what do you got, man? Uh, you know they have a term for an over-conceptualized album. You know what it is? Well, frog rock.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> always, but... yeah. Well, yeah. No one wait picked to- a frog album.
0: No one picked one. So, wait a second. Well, Does that mean... That
1: episode. Yeah.
0: Does that mean uh the magnetic fields 69 love songs is that a prog record it's progressive in one way No, I,
3: I actually it's a based on his inspiration you know in, in doing our wiki research i didn't know all of this off the top of my head let's not let's not lie to each other is um charles ives uh 114 song 114 songs from you
0: know oh way back i've wow. never
3: listened to that so it's like it's like a, and it's a bunch of just random type of different songs and he's like oh, I can do that. Maybe maybe 69 wasn't the number. Maybe this just, that's just what they got to.
2: Or they landed, and then uh, it just happened to be Love Song. That's interesting. You... I would never have drawn the parallel to Ives, but that actually <laughs> makes sense to me. I I, I want to stay on this record, Adam, because I feel like I've never been cool enough to listen to the Magnetic Fields. So, what would be a point of entry besides 69 love songs? Because I did have a hard time at, uh, entering through that record.
3: Oh, oh, um, Get Lost is a great. That's like that's the one that's like right before this, and it's a or a little bit. It's, it's great. It's like forty minutes long. It's kind of it's kind of groovy. Um, Charm of this highway strip is also quite good. Um, this is the only. I mean, this and the fifty song memoir, are super long, but the rest of them are like normal length. And and he varies he varies a lot. How how just to, real quick how I like. I'm not going to claim to be cool enough to listen to this album, but I, I have many times. But um, what I had to do the first few times around um is you you find one you like you make a mental note and then you listen to one you're like and not right now skip and not right now skip 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 okay i like that one and then the first time around there's maybe like half a dozen i really dug and then i kind of just you know gradually started you know digging in between and you know i don't love every song on it either it's a really really big uh you know it's a really uh a big project you know and uh i it's just impossible it's not impossible it, to love every single thing but it's 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 a lot to intake for even like i feel like i have a bigger attention span than some but this 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 is kind of
0: big and and i saw it. it was released in in 1999 um and uh man thinking back then is like so how many cds was it did it triple, come in like a triple a 10 cd pack like like no way am I buying this and spending like because this was back in like that. Well, yeah, yeah, you have Weird. to go to the
3: wall. You have to go to the wall and
0: spend like twenty five dollars for this wait, thing. Yeah, <laughs> or, or more, thirty bucks or something yeah, for this song. Where you're only gonna like like what ten songs out of the sixty nine? No, and you got to hit yeah. the I'll wait for, uh yep. Yeah, I'll wait for uh, you know Napster or somebody to come and uh, and hit me to this. Uh, but um, you know, I just want to switch gears a tiny bit, go back a tiny bit, and say you know when we're talking about the Prague rock. Um, maybe it is a prog rock, maybe they're not. But in thinking about when we brought up that term, um, I'm like in that Illinois album from Ms. Sufjan Stevens. That's a prog rock record. Prog folk. Interesting. Yeah, it's a prog rock record. I could see that. It it goes like it because what what's that? Um, the lamb dies on Broadway or something like that. Was it the lamb lamb lies down on Broadway? Yeah, lies down on Broadway. I was thinking about that in terms of this, and I'm like, not that far off. Hmm.
1: Weren't a bunch of his albums concept, I mean, named after states?
2: Right, so he he only ended up with two, and Oh, okay, I thought it was more. There was, suppo- well, there's debate, so there was, like, this PR stunt that said that he was going to do an album for all 50 states, and he never had the intention of doing that, but people really latched onto that idea. And because there's such state pride in our great country that people were like, when are you going to do my state? When are you going to do my state? And he, uh, yeah, it was just the two States. Mich- Michigan was the first one. And then Illinois was the second one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Midwest.
3: Maybe one day he'll get to it.
2: Yeah. He's going to have to live a pretty long life. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or just really get inspired really fast. Okay. So uh, d- digging into, into the records, like more, a little more deeply. Um, um that Illinois record specifically. Um I thought that it was creative. I'm really happy I got a chance to listen to it because uh, his voice has always turned me off. Uh it's never been my cup of tea, as they say. Um, um and that's it's a nice like not even, that's nice for you. My, <laughs> it's not even in my that's not even in my cabinet. It's not at the store I go to. Oh here we it's go. It's just <laughs> I found it in the garbage under it. It's not in the state I live in. <laughs> Um <laughs> what
1: other analogies you got there? <laughs> uh,
0: so but in listening to it um in prep for, for the show, like um and also like its scope is just like a lot, it's so much. Um, but there's a lot of great music in there. The music is uh and the ideas are like outstanding. Um and uh I think that that sometimes these concepts can really bring out some wonderful ideas where Maybe the execution, or like the you know the tools, or the whether it be voice or whatever. Oh, and same thing with the Willie Nelson thing. Never been a fan of Willie Nelson's um voice, but man, that's a wonderful record. Um, and the ideas and the 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 thought behind it is 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 so cool. And um, and did any of you guys kind of like dig some of the ideas and not necessarily the execution on some of these records that that we have? Um. What what, what do you think, Freddie?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, excuse me. When I first heard Odyssey and Oracle, it was years ago. Except for a couple songs, I wasn't really over the moon about the music. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, the... I can only speak to the albums that I picked. Uh, real quickly, I, I I'd like to change the subject, but at the same time, talk about the uh, answer your question. Uh, my one of my honorable mentions was um, the Kinks, the Village Green Preservation Society. Ah, and that's a. I think the songs are really good. The execution, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but the songs are really good. And, you know, the Davies brothers, they had a thing before they started hating each other. Maybe they always hated each other. I don't know. So sometimes the the concept and the songs supersedes the execution for me.
0: Hey, Brendan, what do you got, man? i I
2: think, so as you were um, posing that question, Aaron, I wasn't thinking about any of our picks. The first one that came to mind, which is not an honorable mention for me, but one, a record that I that I ultimately love, and I'm talking about Brian Wilson's Smile. I think that the bright moments on Smile are amazing, but uh, le- just vegetables, I'll leave it. I'll, I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it on the record. The rest of the record is so amazing but so like to your point just like the so like the 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 way that uh the concept informs the songs can can certainly have mixed results shall we say
0: yeah I, um actually i never really even got into smile because i try i tried to get into it and it was just like the the execution was just so underwhelming for me that i couldn't get to uh the concept and I maybe that's a balance that you know a lot of these folks have me. I think this is just me speaking. It's like, I think some of these uh, artists out there, you know, the concept is everything because otherwise it's not a lot of, um, it's not a lot of meat on the bone. Um, so like, for instance, um, I, I don't mean, I hate to do this to you, Brendan, but, um, the flaming lips is Yoshimi battles of pink robots. Um, there's not a lot of meat on that bone like um as far as like when i was at least cuz i'm a vocalist right um that's not all i do out there people in the world but you, you also know, dish I, out dimes as john stockton i also dish out dimes um but um <laughs> like his voice is just like so nothing um it just doesn't do anything for me and like you know while the production is cool it's not that cool however like the idea is really good and the idea on all the other albums Good and and very similar to mothership connection. Like as like as like um as like a black guy, I like to see you know like a black artist kind of taking those uh, artistic kind of leaps out there. Um, But the execution is just like no, thank you. It's like there's just not uh, uh, Freddie. What do you got?
1: I I and I I hate to say this, but I feel that sometimes you're. Position as a vocalist hinders your enjoyment of records that are by artists that aren't necessarily known as great vocalists. Does that make sense?
0: So true. I so think he's true. self-aware of it. <laughs> so 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 <laughs> true. But but I will say, um like with John Coltrane's "A Love Supreme," yes, I don't know. I don't even think it's the the vocal. I think it's the quality of the voice, so the quality of John Coltrane's horn um as an example is what i is what keys me in It's just the quality of it the 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 tone, the timbre, the you know the the fullness um it's just that's the thing so it's not it's not like a great vocalist or whatever, but it's like the tone the you know it's like the quality of the of the melodic instrument or whatever I'm, I do I'm gonna I'm gonna pile on against you a little bit here, <laughs> please. I love it. I love it because
3: because uh, th- because uh, nah, uh, I don't know. I think I think you, you you tried to sidestep Freddie's point just a little bit, and I'm just gonna kind of reel it back in here to the to nice. the center a, a touch. Because yes, the quality of the instrument. But a little hand tonight- checking. <laughs> no, you, you, you roll the derby, arm right? bar. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the derby into the boards here. <laughs> uh-huh. um, sometimes the, sometimes the quality is, isn't like. Uh, the concept, i to put it so to speak, sometimes the, the character of it matters more than the quality. You know, or you go into like a Bob Dylan-ish or like like hip hop, you're gonna say the quality of like you you like some hip hop, you're gonna say the quality of the, the you know, his speaking voice, you
0: know. That's a great point, actually. Can can I jump in or are you Oh please do, please do. Well, so for instance, I'm like super into T I right now. Like oh. I'm deep into TI quality of his voice is amazing i love the quality of his voice now a lot of the songs that he's in i just can't get into it but man the quality of this dude's voice so so that's like the the
3: opposite it's the the opposite of the concept where you like the execution but not the writing
2: yeah and i think they can be separate like aaron i think the to me the underlying part of your point is high creativity and i think Without a doubt, every record on our list is high creative value, and I think that's at the heart of a great concept record. I'll throw that out there. But also, I think a sticking point for you is if you can't get past the voice, you can't get to the record, and I I, I don't yeah. know of a single exception to that in terms of us doing our show. Like the the voice is kind of the where it starts and ends for you. And so I get that Wayne Coyne isn't the best singer in the world. I think he works nope. what he has and personally and i think he sells it and i think that you have to do that if you're not a great singer but also like the tiny amount of singing that is on a love supreme is coltrane's old croaky voice (laughs) he's kind of froggy (sighs) but like you believe every every utterance that comes out of him because he's so direct about it
0: that's that's totally and and, i mean going to the same you, you it's like deep in your soul it's like yeah and, and I mean, uh, and going to uh, other, another artist that we didn't mention today, but Nina Simone, she does not have the quality of her voice is not like the best or whatever. But man, I feel every little thing that she is saying. And that's like the difference, I think, between like her and Bob Dylan or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the, I just don't feel it. I just do not on feel the, what he's saying.
1: On the other hand, Brian Wilson, great singer you didn't like the material uh, very true so right. it 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 works across purposes there yeah. there's there's validity to every point regarding
3: yeah. it's an interesting peeling back of the layers thinking in it you know we're really just we're really just deconstructing an al- album the idea of an album today and 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 the parts that were that you know perks
0: our ears to said album and, and, and so brendan like is there like so so we've kind of diagnosed me. Um <laughs> is there is there anything like that for like for you, for instance? Like is it like like yo, if that bass isn't right where it's supposed to be, then I'm not in it. Yeah. It's something like that.
2: Yeah, I think I think we may have uncovered for me that if the production is great enough, I'm in for the ride, no matter if even if the songs fall short a little bit. So I think that's where I kind of can I can be a little biased in that. And so an, an example of that uh would be one of my honorable mentions for this week's show, which is Bjork's album Medulla. And it came out in 04. If you guys were to listen to this record, you might find it hard to listen to. It is like I
0: love that record.
2: It's almost all vocals. Oh, you love that record? Loved it. Oh man, I would never have thought that. The production's amazing. And her voice, I think, is is a love or hate thing. I do happen to love it. And I think The creativity of that record is through the roof. It's just like conceptually incredible, execution way cool. And, um, and another record that you really, it deserves to be heard top to bottom.
0: Yeah. Adam, you had something?
3: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, not excuse myself from having some biases as well. And a bad guitar tone. Like, I can't (laughs) get, I can't get past a bad guitar tone. It will ruin everything for me. Or also just like a a guitar, so like, like a guitar solo that like, not that it's like, you know, but I, I could do that myself or just something that just sounds so elementary and just, it, it, that will kill me too. Just something that, a, a not well thought out electric guitar to, or an acoustic guitar tone will, yeah, I'll, I'll it will just automatically exclude me from stuff. Uh Freddie, what do you got?
1: And my thing is, I'm a song guy. So,
0: wait, obviously.
1: wait, 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 wait. wait.
0: You're a song guy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are a song guy. You are the you are the song guy.
1: I'm a song uh, guy. So, you guy. Let me finish my, my All right, go ahead, thought go
0: ahead, here. Go ahead. Go
1: ahead. It's hard to create an album where every song is great, top to bottom. That's the goal, but it's really hard. And it's that's a matter of taste and opinion too, maybe. But if more of the songs aren't great than are great. <laughs> I can't get into the album. That's that's my Litmus Litmus test is songs.
0: <laughs> so, so wait, wait. As the song guy, Freddie, um, I'm thinking about one of your picks.
1: I know which exactly. And what and you're so, for say. instance,
0: when you pick up a song like Super Groovalistic, yes, right, Punker Stack Station. You know what?
1: All right. <laughs> also, I, and I knew you were going to get to that. There's the key to that is there is the word groove in there. Also, being a drummer, if it has a great groove, I'll give it a little slack.
0: So wait, I you know I mean? that, wait, I will posit. Wait, I'll posit that maybe, just maybe, you're more a groove guy than a song guy.
1: No, 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 no. Groove will help. Groove is in the heart, man.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, Adam, what do you got? <laughs>
1: Adam, Adam, I'll,
3: Adam, Adam is me. I, uh, I want to go back to you, Freddie. Um, yes. Just because uh, there is a uh, real quick uh, preamble here. There's a, a time yep. in my life back in a uh, and like Aaron, me and you still playing in Scranton. We'd like go be in New York all the time. And, and we'd pl- listen to Sinatra constantly. I just I listened to tons and tons. And I thought I, I thought I had all of everything with Sinatra. And then now, at this point, you know, all these years later, like every few years, an album will like, catch my ear. And I'd be like, damn it, how did I not know this one? And the, 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 the recent one was the Antonio Carlos Joan Beam one. Oh, that yeah. found, and, and that was great. But this one, I was just uh, doing my chores this morning and listened to this. And I'm just like,
0: oh, man, where, where was this I, album? Yeah. <laughs> I feel so terrible. About yeah. myself and so about you, We it should was notice.
1: Bubbling man. under, bubbling under the we should top one hundred. Man, me and you, longer. Adam.
3: We should notice. I know. I'm so disappointed in myself. I'm going to get it on vinyl when we're over here. I found a few options on Ooh, eBay. Nice, but, but nice. Uh, Freddie, but uh, um, what's your what's your uh, history with this album and knowing it?
1: Um, I just knew about it because you know, number one, I was also a big fan of the Four Seasons. Mm. And just knowing that they collaborate, kind of collaborative with him on that, you know, makes it special to me. And uh, you know, I mean, Sinatra's great. Um but here's the thing, Aaron. This is for you. Do you and, and all you, guys, you all guys have all you guys have great ears? Um, do you guys ever notice that? Frank Sinatra sings a bit under the pitch consistently, like that's part of his thing.
3: I don't know. He sings that. flat. I always feel like he's scooping not, a little, like scooping.
1: Yeah, but not flat enough to to make him a bad singer. But that's like you know, some singers sing sharp, some singers sing flat. It's very rare that you find a singer that's like right on the pitch.
0: I you know think what I, mean? uh, I I've never noticed. It. I thought he sings I think he sings perfect. Um I mean, what's and, perfect
1: number 1.
0: But uh, well, next I time, Sinatra it, is number 1.
1: Uh, <laughs> next time you listen to some Sinatra, just just think about what I just said.
0: Well, it, it, thinking about did, it right in it's right right now, it's like, you know, when I, when I hear like singers or just any like like solos or whatever, if they're sharp, I cannot stand it. I no, this has got can't. nothing
1: to do with suck. No, this no, right. Is, no, I'm just saying, pitch,
0: like, I'm, as a pitch, like, if... A tendency,
1: a pitch tendency. I
0: think I think, I just gravitate towards whatever that pitch is. If it's a little lower, then it's fine. But if it's a little higher, I can't stand it. And I think maybe because I like Frank Sinatra so much, and maybe some other artists, uh, then maybe that has kind of infiltrated my tastes. Right. Where, like, the opposite is just like, no, thank you. I cannot do it.
1: Sharp, you
3: mean. Yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. All right. Yeah. All right.
0: I love yeah. the guitar
3: on that the, the guitar, the uh on that Sinatra album is just like I'm not used to hearing like Sinatra with guitar on like it just sounds so pleasant to me. And as a guitar player, I'm like,
1: ooh. Yeah, there's a lot of heavy studio uh players on that album. Mm. Uh I think the guitar is uh Jay Berliner, who oh. went on to have quite a uh studio career um the horns a lot of the horn players are guys that play on a lot of the cti records like the heavy new york cats you know irby green uh romeo penke phil bodner you check out some of the old cti records these are names that you will see over and over and over again richard davis on bass Hmm. You know, just like heavy, heavy cats. Big big boys. Yeah.
0: So uh well now we're gonna we're gonna wrap up soon, but um as always I kinda wanna um kind of wrap it up with any like kind of closing thoughts um on you know concept albums on our picks on um some of the things we kinda talked about today. And of course, you know who I'm going to first. Uh Adam. hmm Yes. What's on your course. mind? <laughs> I don't know. I think
3: uh what was kind of fun about uh compared to like a lot of our other podcasts i i had a, this feels like a different takeaway than usual i feel like this is more like we got to share some cool stuff we like and we really just it was really conceptual you know air quote conversation i think we really i think we really dug into everyone's kind of uh uh you know uh uh method of how they of how they like or don't like an album because same we we're saying concepts we all took the a lot of license in our choices and i think it just sure. is more I and mean, we got to bring some fun stuff to the table that we like
0: so that, that i i really enjoyed this one well actually um to follow up with you adam i i got some homework for you so our next couple pods whatever they are mm-hmm. um i want you to tell me when you hear those guitar tones that you don't like okay i want to know what that like, sounds like i want to
3: I get like a button that makes a noise
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Bad tone. Oh, eh. tone, bad tone, or a trombone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So, but yeah, I, I definitely oh, okay. want to hear that. So, on our picks right. uh, in the future or whatever, please. Um, and I'll same have my thing bad, for, my bad tone for, awards. Yeah, for, yeah. And the same thing for you, Brendan, and you, and you, Freddie, for your um, your your kind of eccentricities. Um, but for you, for you two guys, um, did you have any kind of uh, thoughts like on? Overall, the concept the album, what I think. Freddie, I'll go to you first.
1: Well, I mean, I have to somewhat concur with uh, what Adam just said that, uh, you know, concept is what we found out today is concept is open to interpretation based on our biases of, you know, what. Or enjoyment of any concept is open to our interpretation of what biases we have musically. Right. That's, and we've found out what everyone's is today, to an extent. Sure. So that was, that was
2: enlightening.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and Brandon, what do you think?
2: A couple things come up for me. I think that, above all, concept albums and all albums, if they're put together well, should be heard in their entirety and i think as we go along in our lives we've found that it's we live in a shuffle culture and uh i'm guilty of that myself but i think so many records are not most records are not written that way let's say that so uh the concept album idea really highlights that but i think what i'm discovering myself through the even through the course of this episode was like if i'm listening to a concept album my personal test is If I can visualize something unfolding in front of me, then it's a concept album. If I listen to an album and I kind of put myself into the story, it's not a concept album, (laughs) if that makes any sense. Like a concept album for me, it's like kind of external of my own experience. It's telling a story that I'm trying to unfold, almost like reading a book or watching a movie or something. And then other records I, I kind of hear more personally.
0: And actually, I have, to, I have to get this question in, Brendan, as you're, you're, you're my producer guy. Um, have you worked on any concept albums in your role as a producer? Yeah. And what was that like? Several.
2: Uh, it's fun. It's really fun. And, you know, again, it gets blurry because working on records, you want the record to make sense. So that's where the earlier discussion of what isn't a concept album comes up. But one that comes to mind I worked on several years ago was with an artist who was into it was called sound healing and it was all about the concept of the album was the seven chakras of the body and so seven Mm -hmm. songs and so sonically we had to make each song fit to where in the body you were and so the way that the chakras work is you work from the bottom to the top and you end up at third eye uh at, at your head and so sonically it had to sound like it was moving upward which is kind of an interesting trick to do audio wise and it was a lot of fun to work on so that was that's Hmm. that's the first kind of overtly concept record in my history that i can think of i have a question um
1: i do a chakra meditation every day and each chakra is related to a different key did you guys take that into consideration we did yeah you made the record each one right on
2: their respective key
1: yep right on very cool oh oh, neat i want to check it out
0: and just to follow up Brendan. Um, on that stuff is there has there any been a, ever been a time where you're working on a concept album with someone or a, or a group or whatever and you're like i just don't like internally you're saying like i don't understand a word of this i don't i don't get it i don't want to get it uh i like it to sound good um so i'm gonna keep doing it but i have no idea what they're talking about Hopefully it's not the same album. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, I try not to let that happen to me. And if I'm ever in that position, I think I have failed because I would have agreed to do something that I didn't fully understand or wasn't on board with. And so that I have to take personally as like, I didn't, I didn't invest myself enough to decide whether this was right for me to work on.
0: Hmm. Look at that. Look at that uh, 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 audience. He's a, he's a, a, a pro, a professional. As they, as they say out there, as the kids say, he's a, pro- I don't know if the kids say that, but he's a professional. I I wouldn't be able to do that. Cause I, I think like, for instance, like I don't do the chakra thing. Um, but I'd be like, look, man, if I got to read five books on this, uh, I'm not the guy, um, <laughs> good thing you don't <laughs> work at a
3: studio <laughs> be like okay yeah, right. guys you know what go, just go home today just go home I, I, i'm not i'm not up for this just go home
0: yeah my chakra is it's not in it's not in the right key guys i think you need to yeah. uh to to, to to go home today um <laughs> but on that note um i think we're going to end it there um and uh thank you uh you know adam and brendan and freddie and yep. for me John Stockton uh Aaron Brown uh, this is the list of right fiction Podcasts. we will be back again next week and uh, uh, have a good have a good week everyone we'll talk to you later
3: and and
1: and
2: right fiction yeah.